0: Welcome to the Acupuncture Marketing School Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Grassick, and I'm here to help you get visible in your community, take marketing action with confidence, and get more patience in your practice and more money in your pocket every week. We both know you're a talented, passionate acupuncturist and that acupuncture has the power to change lives. So let's dive right into this episode and talk about how you can reach more patients. Hello there. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here as always. And thank you to everyone who listened into last episode with our sort of audio difficulties. I think I've got my mic straightened out this week, but please know that you can always send me a message if the audio sounds a little funny on your end or hard to listen to. I really want this podcast to be the best possible listening experience all around for you. Today we're talking about a few of my best networking tips for introverts or really anybody who doesn't love networking events. As an introvert myself, uh networking events are probably my least favorite kind of marketing, but I make myself go because I really do think they are effective and we'll talk about why in just a moment. By and large, I think that most acupuncturists, not all but most, consider themselves introverts. And if you're not familiar with the definition of an introvert, it's simply someone who feels energized by solitude and typically by introspection and a little bit drained by meeting a lot of new people at once or large crowds or lots of activity. And that pretty much sounds like a networking event, right? Meeting lots of new people at once in a crowd. So convincing ourselves to attend a networking event can be a little tough. I certainly feel this way sometimes. I would say my least favorite part of networking is when you're new to a group. And you walk into that room full of people who already know each other, and you have to mingle and approach different groups of people talking, interrupt them, and introduce yourself, sort of ask to be included in their conversation. And even though this is literally the purpose of a networking meeting, to introduce yourself to new people, I find this process super difficult. I don't know about you, but it just seems like even after 12 years of being a licensed acupuncturist and and being a business owner, it seems like mingling is never going to be just a casual strength of mine. And originally, that's why I came up with these tips and suggestions because I know that networking is an incredibly effective marketing avenue, and I do think it's worth my time and my energy, but I am the queen of responding yes to an event invitation and then thinking up flimsy reasons not to go at the last moment. And in the seven years that I've been teaching marketing to other acupuncturists, many of my students and one-on-one clients have also let me know that they often feel the same way and that these tips have helped them a lot. They're very effective. So if you feel like this particular episode is helpful, I did a similar episode last year, again, about networking for introverts. It's number 14, and I'll include a link in the show notes. And I have some new ideas for you in this episode, but if you want to listen to both of them, then you'll have lots of ideas for how to make networking more comfortable. Before we dive into these recommendations, let's talk quickly about why networking actually is really helpful for us as acupuncturists, as introverts, why I think these events are worth your energy The first reason, of course, is to give your community members and fellow small business owners the opportunity to get to know you in person, which builds trust very quickly. I always talk about this, but just in case you're new to the podcast, welcome. There is a concept in marketing called touch points. A touch point is any reminder about you, your business or acupuncture and general wisdom across all industries is that you need to build up five to seven marketing touch points on average before a consumer trusts you enough to make an investment or in our case, make an appointment. And there's a spectrum of warm to cold touch points. Warm touch points build trust very quickly. So the idea is that you would need fewer of them before a person is ready to make an appointment with you. And that means cold touch points, on the other hand, you would need more of them to build up that amount of trust. An example of a cold touch point, and I use this example all the time because it's a really good one to illustrate this is a billboard. It is literally distant and typically billboards don't evoke a lot of emotion or spur people to take an action. On the flip side, the warmest touch point you could ask for is meeting someone in person and having a conversation with them. Next would be, for example, watching someone speak on live video and then after that, watching them speak on a pre recorded video, et cetera, you get the idea. But this means that networking is a very warm touch point. Having a conversation with someone in person builds trust so fast. And that's what makes it effective at building your business quickly if you attend networking meetings regularly, because consistency is always important for effective marketing. But that's reason number one to give networking a try. Even if it feels awkward initially, you build that trust so quickly, making the people that you meet in person more likely to become your patients or refer others to you. Reason number two that networking is very helpful is that at these meetings, you are probably going to meet people who have expertise that you lack and who can make running your practice easier. I'm thinking about accountants lawyers, marketing specialists, uh, people who have cleaning service businesses or maybe laundry services who can help you run your business more efficiently. And just like acupuncture, it's nice to meet these people in person before you hire them. A third reason is that you also have the opportunity to meet new acupuncturists. They could work for you as your associate in the future, or they could rent space from you, or they could simply become colleagues or friends that you can discuss difficult cases with. And just because other acupuncturists attend a networking group like a chamber of commerce, does not mean that you can't also attend that group. You can. I always think of other acupuncturists in my area, not as competition, but as colleagues. And I know that lots of acupuncturists also take this perspective. How can we work together and support the community? I'm always happy to refer people to other acupuncturists who have specialties that I don't have. For example, I don't really do a lot of scalp acupuncture for stroke rehabilitation, but there is an acupuncturist within 25 minutes of me who does that and does it really well. And so when I get those calls, I'm happy to send people to her. Another reason that networking is really effective is that you might meet someone with office space that you could rent from in the future in case you ever need to move or look for a larger space. Reason number five is that you might meet people who could rent from you, basically help you pay the rent, like massage therapists, nutritionists, chiropractors, etc. And then lastly, networking gives you a good opportunity to understand, like, from a a grassroots level, what is it that your community needs right now? Those in-person discussions with other small business owners can be really enlightening. So you can think about how to fill a gap, a need in your area. How can you show up and be of service to your community in the most significant way possible? And I know that you know all of this, but I just wanted to remind you of these reasons that networking is genuinely a very effective marketing tool, a way to get visible in your community, and it provides lots of opportunities through, of course, relationship building that you might not even be able to imagine right now, but could serve you well and support you in the future. Okay, let's dive into these tips. My number one recommendation that I always start out with is to bring a friend to networking events. No one ever said that you have to go alone. And seriously, thank goodness for that. Bring a friend, a work colleague, ask your receptionist to come with you, etc. I think you'll feel much less awkward knowing that you have someone you already know to fall back on if conversations run dry. Plus, you won't have to approach strangers alone to introduce yourself. I've found that if nothing else, this recommendation by itself makes networking much more comfortable and effective for all of my fellow introverts. And the accountability of going with a friend makes us all more likely to actually attend the event. So if you don't do anything else, please try this one. Bring a friend. Don't ever feel like you have to go by yourself. My second recommendation is to think of networking as purely long-term relationship building and not for the hard sale. This is really important, but it can be tough to shift your thinking because it's about adjusting our mindset, which can which can be really ingrained in us. A lot of us avoid networking because we don't like the feeling That we are only there to sell ourselves. For a lot of us, it doesn't feel genuine and we feel very resistant to the idea of selling ourselves in general. We're sort of imagining this uncomfortable scenario where we meet new people and immediately have to try to get them on our schedule. That's what I mean by the hard sale meet someone, get them to sign up with you, or make some sort of investment with you. But obviously, this is not the case. Most of us don't just go into any situation and try to push people to make an appointment, right? That's not how most people roll. But for some reason, that is what a lot of us are imagining networking is going to be like. Ultimately, networking is just a way to create mutually beneficial relationships, and that takes time and trust building. So if, as an aside, if there are people that you meet who are super interested and ready to try acupuncture, then of course, get them on your schedule ASAP. Don't let that opportunity slip away. But really, the big picture of networking is that it's a long-term game. It's about building a resource network, and there's nothing salesy about that. Because you also get to be a resource for other people as well. It's a two-way street and that can be really gratifying. So think about networking as building these wonderful relationships and figuring out how you can show up and be supportive of others as well. What information or resources can you provide that would be helpful to the people you're going to meet? And this perspective is really helpful because when your goal shifts from this false pushy image of closing the sale to how you can show up as a community member and share value, then this makes networking much more comfortable for most of us. And of course, in the process of showing up this way over time, you are actually very likely to get new patients and referrals and it builds and snowballs upon itself. Tip number three is to consider hosting networking events in your own office or really anywhere where you feel comfortable. The idea here is for you to host your own events so you can be in charge. I think that for many of us, if we felt more in control of the meeting or the topic or who was invited or even the location, then we would be much more likely to attend. And if you can offer to host your local Chamber of Commerce's networking event in your office space, you might feel less nervous because you have some degree of control. And you could do this through your local chamber, for example, as I mentioned, or you could create your own networking group and keep it small and invite people that you specifically want to get to know better. You could also invite a few small business owner friends that you already have and then ask each of them to bring one other person. But ultimately, you get to decide how the evening will go, how long it will last, how many people are going to be there, etc. You can structure around what makes you comfortable. Suggestion number four is about learning to be uh, sort of a good conversationalist, and this sounds really corny, but I do think it works well. Before you go to an event, memorize two or three icebreaker questions to help prevent any awkward silence that can come immediately after introductions. Gretchen Rubin, author of The Happiness Project and the book Better Than Before, uh, both of which I recommend if you haven't read them already. I'll pop those into the show notes if you want to take a look at them. She recommends two important tips for these icebreaker questions. So first, ask questions that can't be answered with a yes or a no. You want to keep the conversation rolling and not let it stall out immediately. So try to avoid those yes or no questions when you can by asking for more detail, and then ask. Questions about things that you have in common with a person standing in front of you. Now, in many cases, you've just met them. So things that you might have in common uh, could be kind of superficial at that point, but that's okay. If you just met at this this event, things you have in common could include You know, the food at the event, the building or the location you're in, the music or the topic, you know, if there's going to be a discussion or presentation, even a question as simple as, you know, have you tried the shrimp yet? What did you think or what do you recommend can really help you get started? One of my favorite icebreaker questions is to ask a new acquaintance about their background. For example, how did you get into construction or what made you decide to become a doctor or how long have you been in real estate? Or what's your favorite part of being a massage therapist? Those kinds of things. Really get people thinking and it's nice for them to have the opportunity to talk about how they got into their career and share that passion with you. Tip number five is to look for, this kind of a unique one, to look for speed networking in your local area. And speed networking is just like speed dating. It's just what it sounds like. It's great for introverts typically because it's very structured. It's set up so that you only have a few minutes with each person before a bell rings and you have to move on to the next person. And this fast pace eliminates the awkward silence (laughs) that can sometimes occur in conversation, which is what many of us dread, at least in part, but there just simply isn't time for awkwardness because you have to move on to meet someone else. So you get a lot of bang for your buck. You meet a lot of people in a very short time. You get to hand out lots of business cards. Of course, the flip side of this is that it's not quite as relationship building as traditional networking because it's short-lived, but it puts you in front of new people and then allows you to Pursue a professional relationship with people later on if you choose to. So, after a speed networking event, you can always look back through the cards you've collected and then reach out to the people that you would like to get to know better. Um, You could ask to get coffee or you could shoot them an email and just ask how you can support them in the future or maybe make a suggestion for how you could work together to serve your community. Okay. And then my last suggestion, number six, is to ask the people that you already know at a networking event to introduce you to one or two people that they already know. And this could even include asking the friend that you brought with you, do you know anybody here already? Can you introduce me to them? chances are pretty high at a local networking event that your contact will know at least one other person. And most people are usually very happy to introduce you to someone they already know and like. They appreciate that opportunity to be the person who connects you to someone great. All right. I hope these six tips are really helpful for you. The takeaway here is to focus on thinking about networking as relationship building and to make sure you bring a friend or colleague so you never have to go alone and you're never without someone to talk to. I'm really curious if you have tips or suggestions that you find make networking more comfortable and more effective, whether you're an introvert or not? Like what are the things that you like to do that make the time you spend at networking events uh, really effective? For example, do you follow up with people that you meet by sending them a nice handwritten note I try to do this and I think it is a really thoughtful method to stay top of mind with people. And generally everyone that you send a handwritten note to is pleasantly surprised. It really goes a long way. So if you have tips, I'd love to hear them. You can email them to me, Michelle at MichelleGrassick.com, or you can pop on over to Instagram at MichelleGrassick and then look for the reel or the post about this episode about networking for introverts and look leave your suggestions in the comments. And then I will try to collect those suggestions and be sure to share them in the next episode. As always, thank you so much for being here with me. Have a great week. Can't wait to talk to you next time.